Hello from Israel, and thanks for joining this episode of Good People Talk, the podcast of the Good People Fund. This is our first segment from the ground in Israel, where we're planted this week, visiting and talking with our Israeli grantees. This is Glenn Rosencrantz, and today I'm visiting with Pamela Becker, a co-founder of Jeremy Circle, which is a Good People Fund grantee organization. Jeremy Circle is named after Pamela's husband, who died over a decade ago of cancer. It was his vision to create an organization to ensure that kids living with cancer in their families or who had lost a family member to the disease have a childhood marked by friendships and fun with others in similar circumstances. So here's my conversation with Pamela and with Rivka Adolengi, whose family was immensely helped by Jeremy Circle. Pam and Rivka, thank you for joining this episode of Good People Talk. We're speaking in Tel Aviv, and it is such a pleasure to be sitting here with both of you. So thank you for being part of this. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Pam, I was reading as I was preparing for this podcast and this conversation. It was a story that you tell about your daughter, Zoe, who at six years old asked you something and requested something of you that we can't even imagine any other six-year-old asking. Can you, can you describe that? Sure. This was when um, Zoe was in first grade, and Jeremy, my husband, was very ill. He had already, he's already after his, his brutal surgeries, and he's in the midst of really cruel treatments. Uh, chemotherapy was, was taking a lot out of him. And she saw how much um, I needed to go to, I went to a support group of other caregivers. And she wanted, and she asked me if she could come along because she wanted, because she saw that it helped me. And so they were very kind and they, I brought her once and they were very nice to her. And then she said to me, okay, now I want a support group too. I want to meet another girl whose dad has chronic cancer. Um, when a kid says that to you, when your daughter says this to you, you don't say no. <laughs> I made about, I don't know how many phone calls, and it did take me a good two months, but I found another family that with a, with a first grade uh, daughter, she was actually the youngest in her family, and the father had chronic cancer, and we got the two girls together in the park near our home for an afternoon, and it was like when these two girls got together, it was like magnets. Mm-hmm. They, they immediately, they were together and they didn't talk about cancer. They didn't talk about their fathers. Um, it was the park near our house. So other kids who knew Zoe would be, would come over and it was like they were in a bubble. No, there was no, no, they wouldn't talk to anybody else. It was like almost like watching her shoulders, you know, um, go relax and go down. It was such a meaningful moment for her. And um, it was also wonderful for me to speak to this other mother, you know. And that was that was an aha moment for me. There was a notion there of a hunger for a shared connection. This is not the way we want to feel special. It is very lonely to feel like you're the only one in the world going through something. And sometimes when you see another little girl, if you're a little girl, and you see another little girl, and is going through all the same things that you're going through, that means it's possible. You don't have this black mark on you. And I think that, yes, we all have this need to, um, especially as children, to feel normal. You know, of course we all want to be special. 
that's not the reason we want to feel special. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this really was one of the seminal moments in which you and Jeremy decided you wanted to create something bigger and good out of the experience. Like I said, it was an aha moment for us to see how important it was and also to understand when when I think about how hard it was to find this other family, the incredible lack of resources for children who are going through this, that there were no, at the time, no organizations that were supporting the children of or the siblings of, and even there was almost no, then there was no awareness that there should be anyone supporting. This was, a, this was an aha moment for both of us, absolutely. And when we were thinking later about you know, Jeremy was an amazing person, and to him it, it was so beautiful the way his friends and family supported us by taking out our kids and make, giving them fun days out so they would be normal, have, they would have normal childhood experiences. Their childhood would not be that every weekend they were stuck in front of a TV because dad was was in bed sick and right. mom was too tired to change the channel for right. them, right. right? That was not going to be their childhood. And um, he felt so grateful. So when the time came for us to kind of create what do we want to do, that was one of the things that we, one of the first ideas was to create this play date database uh -huh. so that if you were in Modi'in and your, your kid just lost his mother and wanted to meet another kid who just lost his mother, we could make that connection. Just like Zoe asked, and she Absolutely. didn't have to wait two months to make the connection now, right? Absolutely. Um, with all the emotional distress that that two months can create. Rivka is with us, and Rivka, again, thank you for joining us. Rivka, am I correct, you were one of the founding, or not the founding, but one of the first parents who took advantage of the Jeremy Circle community. I will say that Rivka may speak a bit in Hebrew, in which case Pam will translate for us, which is fine. Um, but tell us what your journey was with your, with your family, with your, with your sons, and how you got involved with Pam and Jeremy Circle. אופיר ואני היינו זוג הורים צעירים לשני ילדים, לנועם שהיה בן ארבע וחצי ולשי שהוא היה בן שנה ואז גילו אצל נועם שהוא היה בן ארבע וחצי לוקמיה. So when my husband אופיר and I, um, in, it was in 1999, we discovered for the first time that Noam had leukemia. He got sick again when he was eight with leukemia. And then when he was nine. And he underwent a, a bone marrow transplant when he was ten. שלב, אבל בעקבות ההשתלה הוא הפך להיות נכה. In the meantime, שלב was born as well, and, but um, as a result of the bone marrow transplant, he um, became wheelchair bound. וזה השלב שבו פגשנו את המעגל של ג'רמי. And that is the stage that I became acquainted with Jeremy Circle. Over 
this journey. How did your family benefit from Jeremy's circle? The, the benefit was in two ways. One was for the brothers. Most of the organizations, they focus all their attention and what they give to the sick child only. The brothers feel that they are on the side, they are neglected. And so the magic of Jeremy's circle was that it took these brothers out from the side and took them to the same kind of fun activities that their brother used to get to go to, and they were always jealous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on the other hand, it was um, a benefit for us as parents. So we would meet these other parents who have similar experiences or come from different hospitals and we would meet them several times a year and real, real relationships, real friendships were, were built. When um, the child is sick, the family is dispersed. And but, but when there were activities for Jeremy's circle, it was a perfect opportunity to do to do things, fun things together as a family together. And there are so many layers of connection that are being created by Jeremy's Circle. It's kid to kid, it's parent to parent, it's family to family. Can you, can you talk about that a little bit? There are so many layers here beyond what you probably even thought about yes. when this was created in, when Jeremy's Circle was created in what, 2008? Yes. Yeah. Um, and also it's the volunteers. Mm-hmm. We found a lot of our volunteers grew up maybe in families where maybe, you know, maybe 10 years ago um, a, teen, uh, a college student had lost a parent to cancer or, or had been that kid whose mom had cancer and she was the one that picked up the groceries all the time and took care of the things because her mom was, sink, was divorced or whatever. And then she's the one that comes to Jeremy's Circle as a volunteer because it was another expression, it was a way, it was like another coping mes- uh, mechanism. I do very much believe in that um, helping is healing. So we saw, we see all sorts of circles happening. It's kid to kid, it's adult, to, it's the parents, it's um, um, in terms of uh, locations, regions, you know, it is Jeremy's circle. It, it was, we were created, our board is Jeremy's and, um, best friends that he moved to Israel with from England so many years ago, and this has been this way for us together to keep, um, do something in Jeremy's name that keeps us connected. And I see now one thing that's really beautiful, it's been 10 years, right? Um, my little Zoe is now 
in the army. You know, it's crazy. But um, those kids, like all of our kids, are now the volunteers. For example, my son Leo, who's 16, he comes and helps every activity. He, you know, he's paired with a little, with two little girls that he, he and his friend and his one of his friends take around each time that doesn't come with a parent. So um, there are many, many circles there. It seems to me that Jeremy's circle is creating communities of empathy that is going to that is going to be expressed for decades to come um, and in ways that we can't even imagine. You know, because going through an ordeal like this for anybody, it changes your makeup. It changes the lens through which you view the world and your place in it. Jeremy's circle in a way, is almost a platform and a catalyst for that. Absolutely. I think that um, one of the lessons we learn when we're in one of, you know, one of these it-can't-get-any-worse moments is that no matter how strong or successful or powerful we are, we can't do it alone. And so, um, and there's no shame in that. And there's Absolutely, it is actually a gift when people help you. And likewise, when you're on that receiving end, you feel a responsibility. People gave to you. Mm-hmm. And so now it's your turn, it's your turn to give back. Yeah. I do think that uh, our, that message is, is, is heard and, under, and, and absorbed. Rivka, what's your involvement now with Jeremy's Circle? post. וסיפרתי שקיבלתי כל כך הרבה עזרה בזמן שנועם היה חולה והיה לי קשה לקבל את העזרה הזאת אז אמרתי אני עכשיו לוקחת הלוואה הלוואה מהחברה וכשאני אוכל אני אחזיר אותה ואחרי זה שנים התנדבתי ואנשים לא ידעו בכלל שאני מחזירה דרכם את החוב So she's saying that it was very very difficult for her when Noam was sick because he was sick and then sick and then sick it was very, very difficult for her to get help. So the way she had it in her mind, and she recently wrote about this on, on her own blog, um, was that she considered it in her mind that she was taking a loan, a loan for help, and that since then she's been super active in all sorts of volunteer activities mm. because she's paying that loan back. That's wonderful. I love the way that you express that alone. Noam is, Noam is doing very well now, I hear, right? He's in college and he's studying science and winning awards and all. Okay. That's right. Jeremy's circle has grown exponentially in the last 12 or 13 years, which to me really underscores the void that's out there yes. in terms of support. Yes. It's, it's funny because, um, you know, we had this idea and we talked about it when Jeremy was ill. But uh, then we started, after he passed away, what are we going to do? Is it really something that people want, or is it just my kids that needed it? So we did a pilot. We started off, just the kids in my, um, I was in this young widows support group. As we know, I, I believe strongly, it, it really is helpful to me to be in a support group. And I invited, I was like, you know what, bring your kids. And if you don't have kids, bring your grandkids. Let's see if this is something that really the kids want, or if it was just a one-off. And I invited these 10 families to come at noon on a Saturday. It was a Saturday. So I invited these families 
There were 10 families to come um, at noon on a Saturday for a barbecue at my house. And I had to tell them at 10 o'clock at night it was time to go. (laughs) (laughs) So all the parents were out in the back, you know, talking, you know, busy with hamburgers and talking about what you talk about for 10 hours, as you do. Um, And the kids were all in the living room. They didn't even disperse into different rooms from one and a half to 17 for 10 hours. So we're like, okay, so the idea works. And then we started, we put up together some flyers and went to the hospitals. You know, I knew lots of people at the hospitals. <laughs> so I, could, I went to each one and, um, and Jeremy's friends also dispersed uh, some flyers. And but we, this is way before social media. Yes, right? yes. Okay. Well, yes. Or at least on the cusp of it. Exactly. Right. And, um, and we're calling social workers. Mm-hmm. And then things start to roll. We get a phone call um, from a social worker in Afula. Is it okay if I bring 15 children on a van, in a van? And then I get someone else says, listen, I heard about what you're doing. My boyfriend is a DJ. If you pay for the equipment, he wants to do the music. And then somebody else said, called and said, I can bring hot, kosher hot dogs for 100 you know, and we saw this role like it was if we touched a button that never that was desperate to be pushed for so long. And in that first event, we had 25 families. Mm. We had really great activities. Um, and as these two children, two little boys, were you know with that big sumo wrestler outfit, yeah, they were bouncing into each other. <laughs> they were laughing so hard, and I see the mom is crying. And I'm asking her, I asked her, why are you crying? (laughs) They're having so much fun. And she said, this is the first time I've seen himself give himself permission to let loose and have fun. And be a boy. And be a kid in in, in months and months and months. We understood that this this couldn't be a Mm one-off. This was something that really, really was needed. And that was 25 families in December 2008. Now, people don't give us free stuff as much as they used to. But as we've continued, we are now, now 12 years later, we are 700 families across Israel. What? Seven, I'm sorry, 700 active families because a lot of people graduate, the kids get older, they move on. How do they know that this, this wonderful community and resource exists? So, again, for the first few years, we did a lot of flyers in the hospitals and calling the social workers, Um, but then it became more word of mouth, email marketing and social, as you said, social media happened. (laughs) And so now we're we're more, there are lots of Facebook groups for parents who are dealing with with whatever, with either a sickness in their, um, amongst themselves or for their kids, so so the word gets around. Oh, okay, it's 2008 was your first, so it's been 12 years. What do you see happening over the next 10 years? At the moment, we try and create a kind of, we want to be fair to everybody um, and make sure that the time in the car or the bus isn't too long. So we have events in Haifa, we have events in Jerusalem, in Tel Aviv, near Beersheba. I see as we get bigger, because, you know, 700 families, our events are not exactly the, as intimate <laughs> as they used to be. It used to be that um, at every event, I knew every family very, very well. 
in my mind, it would be that we would have these events in parallel at different points in Israel. So on any given day, if we have an event in Haifa, we would have in parallel also in Beersheba to make sure that as many kids could go as possible and have that kind of fun. We're growing quite rapidly at 700 families now. That's a lot. We expect to be 900 families by next year and then 1,200 the year after that. So it really is we have to think about how do we best serve these families in a way that's still intimate, that still feels like a community without ever, ever, ever turning anyone away. Finally, Pam, the good people fund. It's its own community. Those who are really putting out positive change in the world. Can you describe what value you have gotten from the Good People Fund in terms of the community that's there? I don't think Jeremy Circle would exist today. In the, in the, from the very beginning, Naomi gave us the advice that we needed um, when we needed it, even if it was difficult to hear so that we could continue to provide these services to these families in a way that was responsible. Our hearts were in the right place, but we didn't know what we were doing. None of us had that nonprofit background. We weren't social workers. We didn't, we were barely parents, or, you know, we were, we were struggling with just being who we are. So, so if I was in high tech and Jono was in market research and Roche was in catering, None of us knew how to put together an Israeli charity and make sure the books were properly done and raise money and get the right insurance, like all of these things that are essential. Our joke is, is that we are a Fashla-free organization, and that is, Fashla means screw-up. Um, <laughs> no screw-ups. And, you know, we have so many very vulnerable families coming from all over the country. Things, so many things could go wrong. And the fact that we've been fashla-free all these years, I really think is a credit to the early advice that Naomi has give, gave us then and continues to give us now. She's a strategic advisor in every, in every sense of the word. Pam and Ripka, during this podcast, we all became emotional. We could see it in each other's faces because we've all had our own experiences in life. And everybody listening to this podcast has had their experiences in life. We're talking about very human needs here. And I just want to thank you for being part of this podcast today and also for creating the community of care and compassion and empathy. And thank you very, very much for giving us this opportunity to share. We will visit and speak again, I'm sure. Tadahama. Tadahama. <laughs>